morning, everybody. Good evening. Um, at the moment, um, it's just uh, me and Chris. So um, Jim is due to join us, but um, he's not here yet. So um, we're going to start and hopefully um, we can add Jimmy as we go. So um, yeah, we beat. We have checked uh, via emails that you know uh, <clears throat> the time difference was taken into account and uh, all that sort of stuff. So he may have tech issues. I don't know. So very sorry. You've just got us two at the minute, um, but <laughs> <laughs> but it would be episode nineteen. Um, of At Home with the Fishers, starring Nicola and Chris Fisher, RPT. So, um, and hopefully with Jimmy DeResta soon. Hopefully, but uh, maybe he's stuck uh, at work or, or something. But uh, yeah, yeah so we shall just carry on. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Let's just have a quick look and see who's on. Uh, T Plus G Making. Hi. Maple Tree Studios. Wayne Clasper. Hi, um, Dave the Wood Barber. Uh, who else is on? Have I said Wayne Clasper? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Wayne Bigfoot Woodcraft. Evening. Uh, so somebody out, Leona. Hi, Leona. Is that everybody? Oh, David McLernan. Hi, Dave. So I think, oh, Christina Michael Hesseltine. Hello. So I think that's everybody. Have I got everybody? Um, oh, no, I saw the Flaming Turner as well. Thank you for joining us, Larry. Um, so as I've just mentioned, oh, hang on. That something might be happening. Uh, let me just see. Hang on a second. Okay. Um, just bear with me a second. This is new tech. Oh, here we go. I can see you. Can you see me? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> How do I sound? Hiya. Hiya, Jimmy. Hi guys, I'm trying to uh, trying to turn on my my headset so we can. Oh, it's not turned on. How are you guys? We're yeah, fine. we're good. Thank we're you. good. So we are live now. Oh, cool! So people can like chime in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got people on the chat. Oh, um, great. So we've got um, quite a few people. You probably can't see the chat in this window, but if you open YouTube and at home with the fishes, you can pop out the chat. Oh, okay. So let's see. If I go to YouTube. So, yeah. Everybody just bear with us. <laughs> we'll get sorted. And what what should I search? The Blind Woodturners channel? Uh, yeah. No, At Home with the Fishers. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, live now. So you'll see the chat and you can pop it out. There's, if you look at, I think it's three little dots in the top right-hand corner of the chat. Oh, yeah. And you can actually pop that out. So you can just have it open as, you know, like two windows side by side on your screen. 
Yep. So I turned off the audio on the uh, on the YouTube one because it's a little delayed. Yeah. Cool. All right then. Awesome. So you okay? I'm great. I just have been working, 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 and I was like, "Uh oh, I think I have something to do." And I ran over here. And forgot. <laughs> well, let's let's just do the. Uh, we'll start again. We're going to start again. So everybody. So welcome to At Home with the Fishers. So <laughs> and Chris Fisher, RPT, with Jimmy DeResta. Hello, guys. Hello, 19. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, absolutely beside myself <laughs> with, with, with joy to have Sir James with us again. Yay! Thank uh, you, guys. So. Oh. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, so you are, uh, an, yeah, uh, uh, an honorary uh, knight of the realm, Sir James of Rester. <laughs> well, it's an honor to be here with you guys. It's funny. Yesterday, I was wearing. Uh, I've been shooting a, a video for Carhartt. I'm making a bunch of bars. They're doing a collaboration with Guinness and mm -hmm. Carhartt. And uh, I was wearing my Keep On Turning shirt for the most, uh, the first oh, half of the video. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's awesome. And you know, you sort of like exemplify that metaphor. You know, keep on turning, never give up. You know. Oh, you, thank you. Yeah. Well, that's obviously it means the literal sense. You know, keep on turning on your lathe, but it's a metaphor for never give up. And you know, for people that have followed you for many years and know a bit of your backstory, you know, you've you've had peaks and troughs throughout your career, but you keep on turning. So, yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's why we gave you that one. So. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's uh, life is, you know, the, the one thing I realized, I'm 52 now, so the one thing I realized, and uh, I see Berkey's in here, Berkey, yeah. <laughs> Berkey's had some ups and downs, you know, the older you get, the more you experience them, of course. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not going to not happen. It's mm -hmm. just how you deal with what happens that's important. You know, it's not going to not happen. There, it's to be expected. You know, I, I, it's just goes to show you how funny life can change in an instant. Mm -hmm. uh, and you got to be ready. I was driving here and I haven't had a driving scare in 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I was driving here just like in the last 15 minutes. And suddenly a guy just came out of the oncoming lane and just driving directly at me. And mm -hmm. I was like, he, he's trying to pass that car and he absolutely doesn't see me. Whoa. I was like, this is it. I'm going to have a head on collision with this kid who's like, impatient and can't wait for this car i was he was he was exiting the traffic in my direction i was going from a 40 mile per hour zone into a 55 mile an hour per zone and he was leaving a 55 mile an hour per zone entering a 40 and out of nowhere he just pulls out of his lane directly head on to me and starts doing like 75 to try and get around this guy suddenly realizes that i am directly in his way about 100 yards away which seemed like five feet and you could see the decision in his wheel. He didn't know which way to turn to go back into his lane or to turn off of the road completely, which yeah. is what he was about to do. He was about to go completely off the road <clears throat> and he righted himself and got back in his lane, but he didn't see me for about three seconds, well, which I thought, all right, this is how fast it happens. You know, you just got to be ready for anything. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, that wasn't a, that wasn't a thing. It was almost a thing, but you know, like I said, it's it just a matter of, being ready, you know, just no, it's, it's going to happen. It's how you deal with it, you know, and that means, you know, anything going broke, you know, 
your design not working out, your client getting mad at you. You just you just have to tough it out and and man up and deal with it, whatever it is. And you know, it's so silly, but you just got to realize that you know it's going to make you stronger. It's such a silly cliche, but it'll make you stronger in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. indeed. Right. Well, we've just that that thing that I was writing down today, Nicola. I've I was just off the top of my head some yeah. of the things that. Uh, you share with us and just read the list nicola some of the things you're well known for so yeah so jimmy Deresta, designer teacher welder fabricator machiner turner machinist machinist turner furniture maker uh maker of storage shop fitter into construction forging printing Signs, lighting, custom bespoke creations, TV presenter. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and I do none of them well. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's obviously there's probably a few more that can be added to the list, but you know I think I've caught you know you know the uh, the majority of uh, your skill set there. I think uh, obviously you can go into subcategories of that. You know. Uh, but I think I've covered the you know the main groups that yeah. uh, you're well known for, and you're covering your videos. Well, so, the one we've not said is maker. We've got. I, I looked on your website. You have yourself down as designer, builder, and maker. Yeah. So one I of guess. the questions I wanted to ask you is yeah. who who inspires you? Oh wow, that's uh, that's funny. That's a good question. I guess you know it's. Um, Early on, I guess it was a lot of the bigger artists like uh, Andy Warhol was always a big inspiration to me and not necessarily because of his work. I mean, I am inspired by his work, but more for his output. Like as I was a young art student, I started realizing how much work he output and also like uh, Picasso and, you know, a lot of the the uh, the, the, the artists in the early the early uh, 1900s, those guys that just constantly produced art, Salvador Dali. And, you know, this, all the surrealist artists that kind of, the surrealist artists were kind of like at the time, just, you know, having fun and being silly and people were starting to buy into it. And, and if you ask me, I think they were just being more and more absurd and seeing who would buy it. And behind the scenes, they were all laughing. So that kind of stuff inspires me. <clears throat> um, of course, Leonardo da Vinci and all the stuff at the, uh, you know, uh, during, during that period of time in, in art. And I was an architecture student, so I am uh, inspired by architecture. I'm inspired by good architecture, and I'm also really inspired by bad architecture. <laughs> inspired to, to, to not do it. It's funny when you see bad architecture, it forces you to kind of think more practically. Um, and also just inspired by you know the community in general. There's been so many wonderful relationships developed in in just the last five years of my life that. It, are relationships I feel like they've been there forever and yeah. it, you know it's 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 like I never ever spoke to to uh Adam Savage you know much to everybody's uh dismay I I have no relationship with him whatsoever but he just invited me to be part of this thing so in yeah. spirit we are friends and in spirit we are connected and uh you know this this uh, I'm looking at my emails happen to pop up this uh, project egress thing just to follow up on that 
Mm. So just, uh, you know, the maker community in general, like I said, even if we don't talk, we're all still connected in one way or another, or, you know, if you, you, in the maker community, there's so many like vague notions of this one or that one. And then you bump into somebody at a show and you can't even remember whether you know them or not, but you immediately just go right into it with them. You know, there's been so many people that I met, uh, even you, Chris, when we first met, I was like, I felt like I met you before, but obviously I hadn't, but you know, it's just, uh, it's just such a warm, loving community of people that are just open and honest and willing to share. And the, and the, the most impressive thing is the competitiveness is like nearly non-existent. You know, we all look at each other's numbers and we're impressed and jealous, but, you know, in a friendly competition, nobody's really going after anybody, you know, with any, I I agree. You you always want yourself to be on an upward trajectory, but I would never uh, get upset that someone else has become uber successful, you know, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm, constantly pushing myself and Nicola's constantly pushing me and she works hard but we never begrudge anyone else's success and good luck yeah. to everybody if everybody can uh, become financially uh, stable and happy and make a living out of making things uh, yeah god bless to them all mm. and you know the best will in the world to everybody I mean uh, yeah that's, that's the best way to put it I suppose mm. from my standpoint you know, I'm chasing, I'm chasing so much stuff myself. But yeah, everybody else, you know, you want it, you go for it. And you've said this before in many of your podcasts. You know, it's it's there for everyone to attain. Mm. Got to put the bloody work in though, and put your head above yeah. the parapet. Yeah. And, you know, this is it's it's there for everybody to attain and achieve. But I said it's funny. People always, you know, they they people uh, break my peanuts about me getting so much free stuff from big companies and a lot of guys will say, you know, Oh, they give, they give the free stuff to the guys that can afford it. And I'm like, Mm. I said, you can have exactly what I have. Just start a YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's like, there is absolutely no hierarchy here. It's just a matter of just producing good content and, you know, doing videos that inspire the world. And, you know, people are much further surpassed me and, you know, there are people below me, but you know, that doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. It just, you yeah, know, I'm I'm in my own lane and I'm doing what I can do. And yeah. you know, <clears throat> sometimes when you know when you get down and you feel like you're not connecting yeah. on a bigger scale, you just got to remember, you know, go read five comments of people that say you've changed my life for one reason or another, and you know that's enough to be like, okay, cool, I'm I'm happy where I'm at. Yeah, I think I think one of the sort of like part for me part of the allure for you and Nicholas mentioned this too. There are other YouTubers with you know, uh, biblical levels of subscribers, but some of them can be quite niche and sort of like doesn't appeal. Beauty of your channel is uh, there's something for somebody for everybody. <laughs> no, right on. You don't have to be a tech wizard or this, that, and the other. And everybody can look at one of your videos or start sorting through, you know, content from your channel years ago and go, bloody hell that was cool i'm gonna have a go at that there's something there's something on your channel for everybody and this you know from beginner stuff your hints and tips to intermediate and expert level there's something on your channel for everybody and not not only do you uh inspire millions of people around the world 
uh, you you bring them knowledge and also you entertain people, you know. So I think you are, for me, the make, maker, uh, you know. So, yeah, and uh, Nicola's described how you look to me. <laughs> so, yeah, because after, after this year's Maker Central, you were describing, Nicola was describing what you were wearing and, you know, she yeah. said you have your baseball cap on and sort of like just that one on there. Or a plaid shirt and things like that. So I've got this mental picture now of sort of what you look like. And because I've hugged and you, you gave me a kiss at Maker Central. <laughs> what I do? What I give? You, you gave me a kiss. Oh. <laughs> I said, it's not like just, I was just about to start a demonstration uh, and you'd come over to talk and, Obviously, you were sort of like very busy meeting and greeting your fans and things. But you said, uh, oh, I said, I love you, Jimmy. And you said, I love you too. And you said, oh, I could kiss you. So I said, go on then. And you did. <laughs> but, yeah, I've not washed that cheek since. <laughs> so, no, I, that's, you know, that's the best thing about this community. It's just such a great sense of love for everybody. And there's no, yeah. you know, there's, there's like, there's like almost no negativity whatsoever. And it's just, it's such a pleasure. Because in the TV business, you know, you get mad at people you never even met because, you know, they might have stole your time slot or, you know, some production company chooses them over you. And it's just a, it was such a weird – it still is a weird business. I mean, I'm still dabbling in the television business. But in general, you know, none of that seems to exist where we are. And like I said, we're all just – I'm sorry. I'm looking for my, uh, my mouse. Oh, there it is. We're, you know, we're all just uh, having a good time and learning and learning the business of YouTube and learning – the business of marketing and the business of commercials and you know everything it's just you just never you never stop learning in a good way and we all you know we all share i think we we ask everybody what has the maker community given you and i think you've kind of already answered that but everybody says the same thing that it's mm -hmm. a massive sense of community and yeah sense of even if you don't know somebody, there's some connection. Yeah. And it's, well, what are we on now? We're on episode 19. So you're the 19th uh, podcast that we've done. But everybody's said the same thing about the maker community. Yeah. And I find that quite fascinating. Um, yep. Because in my line of work, that doesn't happen. Um, what, what is your line of work outside of? Business advisor. Um, oh it's a completely different um, sort of community. And I think that's why I love the maker community so much. And, um, you know, I'm not a maker in the same sense as Chris or, or you, but yeah. the, I, I enjoy that community. So what, what drives you to be a maker? Why, why do you make? You know, it's funny. Uh, it's just something I've always done. I grew up, in a in an atmosphere with a workshop my dad always had a workshop growing up my grandfather had a workshop my dad's workshop was bigger than my grandfather's and mine is like 10 times bigger than anything my dad had and i think it just it started when i was a little kid my dad realized of my siblings i'm one of four i have two brothers and a sister and i realized early on that I just was more attracted to staying and hanging out in the workshop most often. Mm -hmm. And my dad nurtured that by putting chisels in my hands and giving me a hot glue gun with a box of scraps. And, uh, you know, I never really took too much. I did play with Legos, of course, but it, it never, it, it, Legos didn't 
stick as much as it does to other people. I think that's probably because I had a real workshop next to me. And I always knew Legos were simulating building when I can just go and build, if you understand yeah. what I mean. You know, simulating like a like a like a facade. I'm like, oh, that's just a big piece of pine wood. I can just go cut that and not have to put 300 blocks together. I could just make that downstairs in a workshop. And so like I said, I wasn't super, super attracted to to uh Legos in a big way. Of course they were always present. Um so growing up, I just always hung out in the workshop. And then I started realizing I was a visual thinker. I wasn't very book smart. I wasn't very uh, big with words. I don't read very well. I, I, my reading comprehension is really bad. I do read when I need to, but it's very tiresome for me. I don't enjoy reading. And I just spent all my time in the workshop. And I, I would just, anything, any excuse to make something. And then when I got into art school, I decided to be, First was going to be architecture, but then I realized I was more artistic and less like being an artist is really like a mathematician with a good design sense. Mm -hmm. And I realized I could just be an artist and hire a mathematician. So I could be the artist that just does whatever he wants. And so then I decided to go to art school. Mm -hmm. And even though I, I went into graphic design because I didn't really have good guidance, I was in gra graphic design for three years. I started realizing every single one of my solutions was made three dimensionally and then I would photograph it. Mm -hmm. So the teacher would give out, make a, make a, a menu for this restaurant. And everybody would just basically make like a, a graphic solution, like a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. I would make a menu that looks like the restaurant. Like it would open up and pop open and be all three dimensional. And that's, and I, I cared very little about the graphics themselves. It was really more about the construction of stuff. And one of my teachers introduced me to another teacher and that person was all about making three-dimensional stuff. And from that moment on, I just stayed friends with Kevin. He, Kevin is a, was one of my big inspirations early on. And I just uh, stayed in touch with Kevin, worked with him for a little bit early on. But we stayed friends. And he's the one who hired me back to be a teacher at the School of Visual Arts. Yeah. But that was really where I got the, I got the, the full license to be a three-dimensional artist. Where prior to that, I was just kind of trying to jam it into everything. Didn't really have like a focus, but when I started taking Kevin's class, that was where I decided. That's where he was giving me assignments to design props and giving me assignments to design three-dimensional illustrations for the cover of a magazine or the three-dimensional illustration for the cover of a rock and roll album. Or so that was when I really started letting loose, you yeah. know, and, and then started learning the distinction between three-dimensional design for illustration and three-dimensional design for prototyping, three-dimensional design for fashion you know, the fashion of what a computer would look like or, you know, industrial design. So that really all started coming together for me in art school. Yeah. You um, collaborated on a book called I Make. Oh, yeah. My my book I made with Tracy Blum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we met her at Maker Central. And I, yeah, I ordered one of the books for somebody that we know called Harry. Um, uh, he's only a young boy. Um, he's made, well, I think we tagged you um, in some of the pictures, but he made some of the projects at the back of the oh, Terrific. That's great. What would That's you fantastic. say to somebody who was a young maker today and might want to follow in your footsteps? Uh, what would I say to them? Yeah. I would say just experiment. You know, a lot of people get involved in a project, even, you know, even young adults that are for the first time deciding to make stuff. I'd say it's really important to experiment. And for some weird reason, I just always had this mentality. Nobody taught it to me. I just, uh, as a child, 
I would be like, oh, what would happen if I did that? Okay, that's what happens. Let me see what happens if I do that and that. Oh, okay, that's what happens. So the idea of experimenting and getting reference to make your next experiment and then eventually out of your experiments comes a finished product. I see all too often people make the mistake of going, okay, I'm going to make a bowl. I've never made a bowl in my life. I've never owned a lathe. I'm going to make a bowl. And the thing flies off of the mooring and they get all upset and distraught and upset and they give up. Like how, it's like it's like hand me a Stradivarius violin and expect me to to you know Beethoven's violin concerto because I want to be a violinist. You you got to build up to it. You got to experiment. You got to figure out what is the right fingering. How is it going to feel more comfortable? Which part am I? Am I a lefty or am I righty? You know, people immediately think they're going to get up at bat and hit a grand slam. And it's funny. Nobody thinks that about musicianship. Nobody thinks that about sportsmanship. But when it comes to making, people think that, oh, I saw that guy do it. I could do it. And yeah. they get up there and they fail or, you know, God forbid they get injured on one of the tools. And then they feel like a complete failure. Yeah. You know, nobody goes into the minor leagues without building their way up to the minor leagues. Yeah. And it's the same thing with what we do. I mean, because there is no government regulations or there's no sports authority or there's there's no, you know, stewardship really in America at least people get upset when they immediately think they're going to be able to do it great at first. So getting back to my bigger point, which is just, you need to experiment. Yeah. And that's what I would tell children, experiment. Here's a hot glue gun. Here's a box of pieces. Glue them together. What is your imagination telling you? And yeah. that's it. Yeah. You know, really exercise the imagination is really another really strong point. Just you, you people always say to me, how, how, thank you, Andy, you're a solid point. People say to me all the time, uh, where do you come up with your ideas? And it's just being playful. It's just like going to Walmart and reading the packages and playing with the packages. I mean, that's what I do, do that a lot in public. But yeah. in general, just like go into stores you wouldn't go into. When you're in the mall, just like go into Forever 21, look around, like why are these young women attracted to these clothes? And you just start, uh, that, that's just something, you know, oh, what is it in this pie shop? Oh, wow, this place only sells puppies. Let me go in there. So it's just a sense of being curious. And yeah. the more input, I always say the more output. So yeah. being curious and being playful is where new ideas come from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get out what you put in. And, you know, it's like all, all of us that, that are makers and we've been doing it for a few years now, we have got thousands upon thousands of hours invested in trying to uh learn these skills and if i can just sort of like paraphrase uh again a classical musician and he's japanese uh, and i think when i heard this quote he was 92 and they said to him why are you still playing the cello at 92 and he said because i've not mastered it yet right well <laughs> yeah you know it's funny i from time to time, and Nick Offerman always says this, it, dri it drives him crazy. When he gets written up in an article, they always say, Master Carpenter, and he gets really mad. And if he has the opportunity to have them edited out, he tells them, I'm not a Master Carpenter. Yeah. And you say that about me, and then people think that I told you to say that, and then I feel like an idiot. And, you know, people say that about me, Master this, Master that. And I, I certainly am no master. I, I am definitely just still a student of anything that I'm playing with. And, and I just... I like to just keep playing and learning. I made my leather bag this weekend. Uh, 
I never really made a bag like that, but I've watched so many people do it. And I'm like, let me just mimic what they're doing. And then I found myself with solutions that I really had to come up with on my own. And, you know, I, I slept on it and using my experience, I started, oh, when I did that, this is the solution for that. You know, these things start happening unconsciously and you wake up and suddenly you have a different frame of mind. And another thing, a lot of people go into making stuff. They need to see all the steps in front of them. And personally, I can't work like that. I need to just know, I kind of have like a vague end vision and I know where to start. And then every single step begets the next step. And so that's another piece of advice to somebody who's just starting this. Don't think you need to have every single thing mapped out and you know sketch up before you get started. I personally like leaving the process loose because that's where the surprise comes in. And that's, that's for me, that's where the joy is, is discovering new opportunities of doing things a certain way or, you know, you know like I use this example, like the barbecue video that I did recently, which has turned into a viral video. It's over 2 million views of me making a scissor lift barbecue. Yeah. yeah, listen yeah, to yeah. That. yeah, yeah. I started that video just going to make a regular barbecue. I wasn't making a scissor lift barbecue. I was just making a regular barbecue. And I, it was like about, you know, half the, after the first act, so to speak, I said to myself, this is just going to be a boring video of me making a barbecue. How, what, what other ways can I make the grill go up and down? And I have a scissor lift in my, my, my workshop. And I thought about, I like, Oh, the scissor lift goes up and down. How can I copy that? And then I was like, Oh, if the barbecue is right on top of the scissor lift, that would be going up and down. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where I got the idea to just do two X's on either side. And it gave me enough travel of about 12 inches. That was impressive enough for camera and worked enough for the grill. Yeah. So therein lies the, you know, keeping it loose and free and easy gives you the opportunity to come up with new discoveries. Yeah. When you do a SketchUp drawing and you like stuff, you know, maybe for the people that do the SketchUp drawing, that process happens while they're drawing it, but not for me. So personally, mm -hmm. that's why I tend to stay away from hard, hard sketches early on. Yeah. So. Chris says he can't see it, so it doesn't work for him. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, but, but you do, but you see it in your mind, and that's where it's most important. I do, and. Uh, I, I, I don't know about you, and I'm guessing you do. For me, I get a huge, it's almost a sense of euphoria from being presented with a problem and having to work it and solve the problem differently because I'm blind. But yeah. it's still the same for sighted people. When you're creating on the fly, you've got a problem, you work the problem, you solve the problem. For me, that is one of the greatest feelings of being a maker. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's so nice that, you know, I said it before when you hit that publish button and you like heart races a little bit and you're mm -hmm. so proud to share the discoveries you made, uh, you know, especially like on a good one, you know, sometimes you like, sometimes you hit that publish button and you're like, ah, I guess that one's done. <laughs> but for the most part, you have that feeling of, well, I can't wait to see who gets inspired by this or, you know, and it used to be, honestly, it used to be like, wait till they see me now, you know, and I hit publish and be like, I'm, I'm going to show off and everyone's going to wish they thought of that. But now it's like, wow, I can't wait to show everybody what, look at this cool thing I did. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I can't wait to see what comes out of it from the young people and the old people that are watching that want to learn and, and be inspired by what I do, you know? So 
there's a lot of that now more than ever before where it's a matter of, wow, I can't wait to plant the seed and see what grows from it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Planting the seed and you do that so well. There's so many oh, thank people around the world. So, uh, so how do you relax? Do you, do you I, I make more stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, no, we, like, we well I was going to say, uh, I just did that leather bag. I'm sorry. I'm trying to pull my shoe on while we're talking. It looked like I'm doing something else. Okay. My shoe fell off. And I couldn't pull it back on. Um, <laughs> working, working this weekend on that leather for me was a whole brand new sense of discovery. And that was, that's where I, I have a sense of relaxation where it's like, okay, let me slowly uh, approach this and slowly figure it out. And, and it's really funny if you watch my Instagram stories on Saturday. I'm working in Taylor's leather studio, and it's it's totally her space. has nothing to do with me. She wanted her own space that has nothing to do with me and my dust and my dirt. So it's in a different location. And so we put the machines there so they wouldn't get dusty, the, the sewing machines. So she's like, okay. She went out for a few hours. You're on your own. Goodbye. See you later. And now I'm in the her studio. And I immediately, in my mind, I'm like, okay, let me get my my five foot ruler. Oh wait, that's not here. Let me grab this. Oh, that's not here. That you know. So I'm in a different space, and so the sense of relaxation comes in like the puzzle, unpacking this puzzle of, I'm in a room with a razor blade and no straight edge. How can I cut a perfectly straight line? Yeah. yeah. And then that becomes a, like a that becomes a a problem to solve, and therein lies like the discovery, the relaxation. You know my 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 sense of having fun, silly, but and uh, I ended up using an old trick, and I showed it on Instagram. This old trick where I use the edge of the table, and a razor blade rides right along the edge of the table like this, and I cut whatever material in a sheer fashion right along the edge of that material, right along the edge of that board, and I was able to cut all the leather for this bag without even ever really using a straight edge, all the big cuts. Is there anything that you've not done yet that you really want to do? Have you got a wish list? Um, I guess, you know, I want to, in a, in a bigger way, build a, build like a hot rod or, or a rat rod. That's something that people keep been asking me to do. And it's something I've always wanted to do. I, I have a fear of doing projects that last for longer than a year. So I never start them because I know they're going to just sit around. So if I, I like to be able to start a project and know I can finish it within a couple of months with a car or a, a travel trailer or a motorcycle. I haven't really done any of them because I just know that it's going to be one of those projects that will last for two to three years. And it'll be those like, oh, that's Jimmy who has a half-built car in his garage. So that's just a stupid thing I need to get over personally. But uh, I doing a car or a travel trailer. Those are projects that I want to do, which, you know, those are long-term projects that I have to one day figure out how to start. Yeah. Well, uh, just for Nicola's, uh, well, FYI, a rat rod is a style of rod where it's a bit beat up looking, but it's completely intentional. Right. So it's ratty. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Are you are you fans at all of you know uh, the late Boyd Coddington and sure yeah 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 I mean I used to love listening to his show uh, American Hot Rod and American Chopper and things like that so sure yeah yeah uh, you know that classic Americana you know design icons but you know obviously uh, hot rods and you know huge motorcycles with big V twins you know they're very provocative and you know. 
these images that I've got of, uh, you know, America and American graffiti and, you know, yeah. hot rods, you know, it's, it's amazing. So I hope you do get round to uh, building yourself an awesome set of wheels, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's a goal. It's a goal. Yeah, yeah. And when, and when you finish making your motorcycle, I'll, I'll be test pilot, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's going to be autopilot. It's going to be like a Tesla. You could drive it without looking. You've got to sit behind me, say left, right, break, <laughs> break, for God's sakes, break. I heard a funny story once here in America on the news. It was an old one. It's probably true. You can look it up. Where a guy got pulled over and he was blind. And they said, what are you doing driving blind? He said, well, my friend here is drunk and he couldn't drive. So he was just telling me where and how to turn. Well, that's, that's, I have, <laughs> I have, I have driven cars with a sighted instructor next to me on a racetrack <laughs> and it is completely doable. And I've driven at speed. So you have the instructor next to you, you've got a, a an, an intercom and he's saying yeah. left, left, straighten up, power, power, brake, brake, turn right. Break, break, straighten up, power, 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 completely doable. And I have driven at speed around a track. So I, let me know. Just let me know when you're doing that. I'll make sure I stay away. I think, <laughs> yes, I think that story that you have just uh, told is completely true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. We've great. got a question from uh, Maple Tree Who are your maker heroes? Oh, uh, you know, I tell you, it's it's unfortunate we lost the king of random. I didn't know I didn't know him, but uh, you know, it really highlighted his body of work in the last two weeks. We lost the the king of random um, to an accident. Unfortunately, he was just a young man, and uh, but him um, definitely learned a lot watching him over the years. And Colin Furs, I mean, I was so I was so honored when I was in Colin's booth when we were all together in May. And Colin was talking and he was just talking straight away. And, you know, I said, wow, he's such a nice guy. And, and he goes, you know, like you do. I'm like, wait, I go, you watch me. He goes, yeah. I go, you know who I am? He goes, yeah. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I was, I was like a little boy. I was like, wow, Colin Furs knows who I am. And he was such a nice guy. I, we really, and then it's funny. I, when I was on stage at that, that, that show, someone said to me, you know, what are some of your upcoming bills? And I said, I want to build more like Colin Furs. Like, mechanical this or that and then i went home and the first thing i built was that barbecue so it's yeah. really funny i planted that seed to do something more like a colin furs video and i made that barbecue which you know it didn't have any actuators or hydraulics but mm. definitely was inspired by all of the different types of steel mechanisms that colin and his team do so yeah yeah uh, who else i mean I'm a, I'm a big fan of casey neistat you know he's just a, another fellow new yorker he just recently moved to california so we're going to see how his style changes but you know, just Casey's just a, a type A personality is a big inspiration to to me when I when I see what he gets accomplished. I mean, he's almost twenty years younger than me. But when I see what he gets accomplished, I think to myself, "Wow, you know, he could do it. I could do it." Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So, well, how's your workshop coming along? Uh, the one in the back is great. The the new big barn is great. I'm just uh, I'm slowing down. I, I'm spreading out the the money a little bit. I I just bought another little piece of property in town. So the building itself is there. I just put up the fans and I still need to do the walls and we need to set the electric. We have electric in there, but we have like several temporary outlets. We need to one day get in there and just nail it hard and get everything in the walls. It's just been a matter of Patrick is my electrician and friend and he's been super busy at the World Trade Center. He works at the New York City World Trade Center 
and uh, his company has really gone crazy doing 25 different floors. So he's he's a project manager. So he's every weekend he's getting jammed and staying downstate. So when uh, things lighten up for him, I'll make sure they lighten up for me, and we'll get back on moving along. But uh, the building's operational, and which is probably the biggest problem because I'm like, eh, we'll do it later. It works now. It's fine. But we do need heat, and heat is coming in this month. My friend Mo from uh, M&H Heating on Instagram, he's going to come and uh, get the boiler set up for the heated floor and insulations in for what it's worth. It's not it's not done super perfect yet, but it's there. Mm-hmm. So, so, so it's getting there. Everything's a work in progress. And I try not to beat myself up about, you know, not having it perfect yet. Um, Dave the Wood Barber has said, might be a silly question, but have you ever knitted or done any crochet? You know, it's funny. I've tried. I have several friends that are good knitters. Uh, one of Taylor's girlfriends knits constantly. And she's tried to teach me, and it's just not. it does not stick. I tried. I, I just – one of these days it'll click for me. And I see young women in New York – they knit a lot of times on the subway and mm-hmm. and uh, underneath Taylor's studio here in Hudson, there's a, a, a knitting circle every Thursday night and I see the women in there knitting. I don't see any men. I keep saying women because those are the only people I know that knit. And um, it, it's just a matter of me sitting and focusing one night. I do want to learn. And I've tried and I just can't figure it out. <laughs> um, is there anything that the maker community doesn't know about you? Um, I don't, I, I'm pretty much an open book, you know, it's, I, I, maybe I'm honest to a fault, but yeah, no, I think, uh, that's pretty much it. I, I you know, I, I kind of outed myself as far as being sober for 32 years. I've outed myself for having reading comprehension and dyslexia and every other learning disability that I've ever had, which I think just makes everything else I do easy more comes to me more easily you know the fact that i have all these learning disabilities growing up that uh you know i never really let them affect me i always just you know some people say oh they have a learning disability and they use that as an excuse to to avoid something or another and i don't think i've ever done that not consciously no Uh, it's just your brain is wired differently mm, yeah Yeah. a lot of the businesses that i work with um a high percentage of the business owners owners are dyslexic yeah, I'm convinced it's a factor in their success. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. it's the same for you. This it's because your your brain is wired differently. Yep, it, it's uh, I definitely. Well, people always say like when I people show me something and and they start explaining it and I go, yeah, I got it. They're like no, but I'm like I got it. Like I just saw, like I saw it. I got it. Or like people. <laughs> Like when someone shows me, gives me something to put together and I just got, I go, I don't need the instructions. I just need to see the picture on the box. Yeah. Oh, are you sure? I'm like, I promise you, I only need to see the picture on the box. Yeah, you've said that in, in past videos where you can look at something and then a few minutes later, you've deconstructed it mentally and yeah. it, and you've worked out pretty much most of the kinks in your mind. So, and there is, there's definitely a trend and a link between people with learning disabilities and a sort of like genius levels uh, mm. when it comes to working with the hands yeah. and things like that. So, uh, yeah, and it's like, you know, you were saying to, when people find excuses, I mean, it's with with me being blind, you know, because I had no vision at all, you know, my retinas were destroyed by the infection. 
you know, the amount of people that say to me, you know, uh, well, if Chris can do it, what are we, you know, bloody moaning about? And yeah, that's that's the reason I set up my YouTube channel to help people, you know, uh, realize that no matter what life throws at you, and again, we're getting back to this point, you know, uh, you can you can find a way. And to paraphrase, you know, a band, you know, sometimes darkness can show you the light. That's yeah. So, um. Andy Berkey has said, has Jimmy ever buried a stolen vehicle? Uh, I might have once in my life. <laughs> when I was a, a young teenager, I was running with, with a bad crew. Me and my buddy John, well, he actually already did the dirty deed. He stole a motorcycle and then yeah. he had it ditched somewhere else. I'm not saying I wasn't an accomplice to this whole thing. It was We were young kids. We were in like middle school maybe. And so we walked the motorcycle from where he hit it initially to my house because it didn't work. So we were going to dismantle it and fix it up. And then word on the street was the person who, who owned the motorcycle knew we had it and he was going to come looking for us. Yeah. So we figured the only logical place we can do to hide it completely is to bury it. So we buried a six foot hole standing up. The We thought standing it up would be the best for it so that the oil wouldn't leak out. And so we wrapped it in plastic and dug a six foot hole and put it in the hole and covered it with dirt. And the very next morning he was there with his mom and dad looking for the motorcycle. Did he find it? Nope. It stayed in the ground for the next 10 years because we were afraid we'd get in trouble. <laughs> what motorcycle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's funny. Berkey, I, I don't know. Remember how Berkey you heard that story. <laughs> I only told that to my close friends. Yeah, it's that Italian blood in you. Let's dig a hole and chuck something in it. <laughs> and it was just, it was, it was non-working when it was taken. And it, and then years later, one of my college buddies heard me tell the story, and he says, "Is it still there?" I said, "Yeah, it's still there." He said, "Can we dig it up?" I was like, "Sure." So yeah. we dug it up, and it, uh, and it didn't, and it didn't work. It was very rusted. And so we decided to, he took it and scrap. Let's just say, let's just say you'll never see that motorcycle again. <laughs> so um, I think probably our last question is what's next for you? Um, uh, you know, it's funny. It, me and Laura often talk about this kind of philosophically when we're together, Laura comp. What's next? What's after YouTube? It's it's exciting to be in the game, to be able to participate in what's next. I don't really know what's next. I mean, I guess I can say me and a couple of YouTubers that have a great sense of humor where we've banded together and it wasn't our personal idea. It was some TV producer said, you guys have a great sense of humor all together. This person has been watching our stories and you know the few times we hang out together. And that person said, why don't you guys get together and do a TV show? So this production company is pitching a TV show with me and a few other YouTubers. I don't want to say who they are just yet until it gets a little bit more solidified. And uh, we, we last night, we had, a, we had a powwow on Instagram, I mean, on uh, Skype, just discussing potential show ideas. And I tell you, we didn't stop laughing the entire time. And if we could bring any of that energy to this TV show, it's, it's going to be a hit. A lot of fun, a lot of, lot of potential fun to be had. But, you know, it's TV. It's a very it's very touch and go. It can go away at any second. And uh, But besides that particular TV show, which is just a maybe, I'm on the, the TV show with Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler. That's going to be on in December. Yeah. 
the second season we shot went really well for me this time. Last season, the first season, I was always kind of whiny about because I wasn't really happy with what happened. Um, but you know what? I learned to just stop being a baby and just enjoy the experience. I don't know what was up my, uh, I don't know what was in my diaper that last trip around, but I was being a baby. But this time around, when they asked me back, I couldn't believe it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity and make the best of it. And had a really nice time. I met some really great, not to say the first cast wasn't great, but the second cast was even more better and more open, I think, because they had an opportunity to see season one. And so jumping on the show at season two, they all realized, you know, let's just make the best of, you know, what we saw and better. And so season two is better than season one. Um and season three, if we get it, is going to be amazing. So it was a, a really great experience. Made some great friends uh, behind the camera and in front of the camera. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really cool. And uh, that shout out you gave me was from your hotel room whilst you were uh, in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks again for that. But uh, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know if you know, but I've been covered by the BBC here about four or five times, you know. Uh, because I'm a blind wood turner and yeah, the only the only one doing what I do in the country. But but uh, the, uh, the 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 sign that Nicholas, I'll re read out my name again. I'll just give myself a Chris Fisher RPT. So Chris Fisher RPT. So uh, hopefully the BBC they've asked for uh, exclusive rights to the story. But I've just uh, about three and a half weeks ago, I had an assessment. Really? Uh, and it was for an accreditation. So I've passed. So I've become the first ever blind accredited turner. Wow. So the RPT stands for Register of Professional Turners. Terrific. So, uh, I've, uh, I'm on the, the register now. I've been added to the database. And I'm the first ever blind accredited turner in the country. Amazing! Congratulations. So, uh, and but I'd just like to say thanks for being part of the journey, because you know uh, there's a little bit of Jimmy in what I do. So thank you. Oh, thank you, buddy. So, thank you. So uh, yeah, so yeah, I've worked hard for those three letters, so I'm going to bloody use them. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. No, that's it. You know, we all work so hard to get to uh, to yeah. do what we do, and and I'm just proud that. Uh, uh, I'm just happy and proud and grateful and, and honored that the fans make it happen because if nobody was really watching, you know, yeah. I don't know, but I do this alone. I mean, it's what helps me pay my bills. So yeah. thank yeah. you everybody. Well, it's, it's been a pleasure having you on our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's, been um, it's well, we're just made up, aren't we? That yeah, you're yeah. here. So oh, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you enough for coming on. Um, what we do now is we just tend to talk about what we've done this week. You're very welcome to join us, but if you need to go, that's absolutely fine, whatever works for you. Um, but we just want to say thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about your making. Yeah, and we, we, we really do appreciate you uh, giving us some time out of your very, very busy schedule. Um, you know that... Uh, we love you very dearly, and we wish oh, you. Me too. We we look, you know, we, we love meeting and hanging out with you when we can. And for you, for you, my friend, you know, as much success as the uh, the universe wants to dole out for you. And we've always, thank you, brother. 
we've always got your back. So. Well, when you guys come and visit upstate New York, you got a place to stay. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's one. That's, yeah, I mean, we, you know, you, you're on sort of like my dream wish list to get <laughs> to you. So, you know, it's 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 a dream of mine to get to America full stop. But you know, at the top of that, get to America's, you know, come and stay with Jimmy and Taylor and the animals and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we can steal some motorcycles and raise the cash. <laughs> that yeah. was the only thing I ever stole in my life. I was probably about 15. So, yeah, yeah. So, and anyway. I got away with it for now. <laughs> I don't know. It's a statute of limitations on it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's like you say, kids do some daft things. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's all part of growing up. Yep. Yep. All right, guys, I'm going to bow out because I got to stop staring at the wall. I got to go over there and turn his head towards the work. Okay. Well, uh, thank you very much, Sir James. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Berkey. I love you. Love you guys. And what do I do? Do I just like hang up on the uh, the live chat stream? Of your screen, it should, it should say leave studio. Right at the bottom, you should have um, like a little oh, message. Yeah, so if you okay. just leave studio it will take you out of the, the show all right guys thank you so much i appreciate it and i love you i'll see you all soon see yeah you see bye, you Janine. soon bye bye, bye. wow <laughs> that, yeah that was so nice of jimmy to uh yeah rush to us uh and he was only a minute late and and i'm so glad that he didn't have a car accident oh yeah, scary. yeah well if that car would have hit him their combined speed Whoa. would have been probably cataclysmic and fatal yeah. you know 70 I, miles an hour and a 60 mile an hour you, yeah you, yeah you're asking a lot to be walking away from that so yeah. Uh, well, that was absolutely incredible. Yeah, hope you really enjoyed that. It was a privilege having Jimmy on today and just being able to chat with him. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Great, it, it, it? was a, it was amazing. So we're going to save save up now. Now that Jimmy's offered us uh, <laughs> the bed, <laughs> offered us a bed. Uh, that's cool. So uh, yeah, wow, that was amazing. Looking at. So thank you all for being here. Yeah, thank um, you all very much for uh, joining. Andy, us. try and gate crash the stream. Well, you can come on if you want, Andy. Um, let me just see. Let's have a party. Yeah, Andy, do you do you want to join us? Let me know, um, and I can uh, try and add you. This is, by the way, this is new tech. Um, obviously, Google Hangouts. Um, disappeared so we tried something with the flaming turner last week and it was okay but it broke down halfway through um so um yeah we're now using Streamyard. so uh, it seems okay hopefully it's all right are you in all right let me try it um, big shout out to steve twidell again as well for being our uh sort of like technical advisor on uh it's sort of like Andy, um, I'm sending you a link. If you click on this link, um, and then that should add you. So try that link. So uh, whilst we're just waiting for Mr. Burke, it's like double whammy. 
Yeah. Um, what have we been doing this week? Right, well, we better be quick before young Mr. Berkey joins. Uh, but holy moly, we've had a busy week, haven't we, Nicola? Yeah. I don't think Nicola's paying attention. She just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Yeah, Nicola's brain's gone to mush. <laughs> oh, it's, it went to mush earlier, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what's 120 divided by seven? Yeah, I don't even want to go there. Someone fired up the lawnmower before, and someone said, "Why do why do people start hoovering now?" Honestly, you know, this is a lady that's been to the Sorbonne in Paris. One, two, one, two, four, three. That's yeah. But uh, we've been very busy, so let's quickly. Uh, so we've been to home first. We went to do a demo. Yeah, um, home first. For those of you that know Last of the Summer Wine, uh, the world's longest running comedy drama, uh, home first is the town near Huddersfield, well, village really, where that <laughs> where that was filmed. I'm going to go and get another gin and tonic. Oh, oh Nicola's got a very bright shade of red. Chris says Dave the Wood Barber. Debbie says it's brain fog. I think it is brain fog. Mm. Yeah, I've got a bad dose. But anyway, carry on. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, we went to Holmfirth, where Last of the Summer Wine is filmed. We had a cup of tea at Sid's Cafe, which is used in the programme, before we went to our demonstration in Huddersfield. This is going to be really, really <laughs> hard work. Okay. Andy, help. Hello. <laughs> um. Oh, he's putting his head up. Yeah, Andy, All right, keep talking. We're getting ready. So, yeah, and then field demonstration, uh, which went really, really well. So I got to use Chestnut Finishes new metallic acrylic paints on a textured bowl. So that went really, really well. And what else have we done? Filmed a video. Um, uh, we got uh, Jay Osmond's drumsticks oh, yeah, engraved. The, yeah, the drumsticks for Jay Osmond have been engraved now, so they're just waiting to be dispatched uh, to the lady that commissioned them. And like I said before, she knows the Osmonds and she's meeting up with them. You know, it's really weird <laughs> when you're blind and someone sat there giggling. And, and, uh, you know, Nicholas reading stuff and seeing stuff. And I'm here in the dark thinking, why is everyone mad? And I'm sat here in this little dark world. You know, it's like when you're drunk and you're laughing at everyone else's joke. <laughs> person's going, what's so funny? That's how I feel. What's so funny? Because Nicholas sat there reading. Do it now. Nicholas there reading stuff and. Uh, is that is Andy pulling faces? Is that what he's no, doing? No, no, it's just I don't know. Uh, Dave, the wood barber, said, "Blimey, you can see Nicola's heartbeat from here." Um, and I've got a lovely shade of beetroot. Jimmy looks weird. <laughs> so, how you doing, Andy? You know, I'm all right. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. This is a surprise. Yeah, we've yeah. been. We've it's been nice. We've been following your. Uh, uploads and nicola's been describing what you've been doing on your instagram ah uh, thanks yeah i'm i'm buried um i was just at, at my bench when the notification came on that you were going to have jimmy and so i was carving on this guy yeah 
and uh, listening to the stream at the same time. So that was brilliant, wasn't it? How cool is he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I hate to say that because, you know, Jimmy. <laughs> well, do you, do you know each other quite well? We Yeah, we've hung out, uh, I don't know, half a dozen times, maybe a little more. And um, uh, I had a really cool opportunity to go hang out with uh, Giacco and Laura and Jimmy uh, at the house when we built the uh, the uh, teepee uh, two or three years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that, yeah. And that, that was just brilliant. I mean, absolutely to be, uh, you know... The thing that we forget sometimes is, I mean, you guys kind of touched on it with the way uh, that Jimmy thinks uh, differently. Mm. Um, you know, you get that many uh, creative minds together and it's it's half a train wreck and half absolutely fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> does, I think he does think very differently. Um, I think his, his mind is working at, a different rate or on a different frequency and mm. um, yeah but i mean i could say the same about you though as well you know yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't argue with you on that one i, I feel a lot of times like uh i'm seeing what's in front of a group of people i'm seeing it differently than everyone else yeah. that, i would say that's probably i i wouldn't argue with that yeah well, that's the weirdo thing. It is. It, it completely is. That's kind of what the, uh, you know, you're weird. I like you. Yeah. Um, you can pick those people out, can't you? You, yeah. you know, you can pick them out uh, in a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, you do recognize other people like that. Right. So how's this project coming along? I'm fascinated by watching all your IGTV and seeing everything that you're doing. I mean, it's, it's as I said to you in one of the comments. It's making me look at things differently. Cool, cool. Doing, and in, and then looking at something that's maybe been there for two or three hundred years. You know, like the pictures I sent you of the monastery in Manchester, and right. about how somebody had created that. Mm -hmm. Well, it, I think the the thing that comes out, and what I'm trying to kind of put through on uh, Instagram is. The fact that you know, you know, we talked about walking into Canterbury or or wherever uh, the, when we were on before, um, and the whole thing is meant to awe you, to to kind of like overwhelm you, yeah. and the reality of it is, is those pieces um, that they're just made one bit at a time. Yeah, you yeah. know. And that's kind of what I'm trying to kind of demystify that. Yeah. But it's fascinating to see that process. Um, but I mean, I always love things that I don't know anything about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My little mooses are on the top. Uh, this, this is in the house right now because it needs to dry a little better than it's very humid here. So right. I've, got, I've got bits and pieces all around my office and basement. So, yeah. It's really cool. And I like the thing as well about you um, talking to the guy in London and, you know, working remotely with somebody. Yeah, that's uh, not the most uh, fun or easy thing in the world. But, you know, you kind of get um, a bit of a rhythm, you know, going. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. So good yeah. fun. That's cool. Well, I didn't mean to hijack. I, I'm just, uh, you no. know, I was very amped that uh, Jimmy came on and that was a great interview you guys did. You guys always bring out something oh. a little bit extra hey. on everybody. Oh, Tim, Come on. you two kids have fun for a minute. It was nothing to do. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Needs must. <laughs> oh, and there's Bamba. Bamba was under the desk. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the owner says, are you going to be doing another run of those shirts, those T-shirts? Yeah, I think we're going to wait a couple of months and maybe do another run around Christmas time. Uh, in the interim, um, I think we're going to come out with just the the big Seymour shirt that you see me wear quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I think we'll put that one out next. So, that should be out here in a month or so. Oh, cool. so it's good fun. <laughs> um, let me just see. Yeah, what what are what's people are barbecuing us in the uh, chat? Are they? No, no. Um, it, well, they were laughing earlier at me. Um, <laughs> uh, Steve Tridell says Jimmy looks weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this face transplant. Um, yeah. So. This this is like the knockoff, you know, the, the ugly, uh, uh, you know, how they have a litter of pups and one of them scrawny. That would be me. So what else have you been doing this week? Uh, I have been, I was gold leafing most of the afternoon yesterday. Yeah. And uh, so I'm not very good at gold leafing, but, um, you know, I try to just, do a little bit at a time. I'm kind of fighting a little bit of uh, tightness in my back. So uh, I got to do uh, really, um, when I'm hunched over, it it messes up my back. So yeah. I got to do that in bits and pieces. So yeah. this is today's effort to try to get uh, this guy done, all carved out. So oh, like this drawing here goes into this pyramid shape. Yeah. Carving here and you know, all that kind of stuff. And then this will get gold leaf too. That's cool. So what's your time scale for this project? I have to be done all I think it's All Saints Day, uh, November twenty eighth. So yeah. I'm gonna have to push it. Yeah. So. Okay, cool. So yeah. Are you going to you carry on? Because I need to go. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you you have made us both lose control of our bladders. <laughs> I, that's that's Jimmy leftovers. Was what that is. Yeah, Jimmy 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 instigated it. You know, yeah. we, we had enjoyment overload because of Jimmy, uh, <laughs> and now you've come, and that's it. It's just we can't cope now. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Nicola has been describing uh, your work as, as sort of like your Instagram uh, videos come out. And so, yeah, I've got a, a reasonable mental image of, of what you've been doing. So, nice. uh, yeah, it does sound fascinating. And uh, yeah, it's just just incredible, you know, the, the, the level of detail it sounds like, you know, you're putting into this work. But, you know, you can't, 
what's what's the best way to put it? You you can't do any half measures when you know it's going into such a, a grand place. Right, right. And I've often said that uh, doing gothic stuff is just you start out with a box and then you just keep piling stuff on until somebody tells you to stop. So mm. that, that, that's the basic. Uh, I really identified with what Jimmy said about not having a, you know, everything planned out and absolutely nailed down before you start bending nails. Mm. Um, at, at some point I can only think so much and I got to go. I yeah. got to start putting three dimensional stuff together and um, see where it goes from there. Steve Tidell says, read the bloody chat, Chris. Chris. Read the chat, Chris. <laughs> read the chat, Chris. I tell you, ahead is, ahead is full of custard tonight. Anyway, so we talk about our week then. Um, go on, Chris. You talk right. About we'll talk about our week. What have you guys been up to, anyway? Well, we've been we've had a busy old week, Andy. That's for sure. Yeah. Nice. We've uh, I've been demonstrating in Huddersfield, which is part of Yorkshire. Uh huh. Uh, that went very well at Wood Turning Club. I've done another YouTube video with my glamorous assistant here. Yes. Uh, what else have we done? Um, we had Clive from Tormek here on Tuesday. Yeah, Tormek. Uh, I've had a meeting with Clive, who's part of Axminster Tools and Machinery, uh, part of Brymark Tools, uh, and also they import Tormek, the Swedish sharpening system. So, uh, yeah, I've had a meeting with Clive just to sort of like get the, some details thrashed out because I'll be demonstrating for three days in November on Tormex stand. Wow. So, uh, yeah, basically it's Tormex are that uh, easy and uh, efficient that even a blind guy can use them. So that's the sort of angle we're going for because... I've got a tour making all the jigs, and that allows me to sharpen my tools efficiently and with complete accuracy and repeatability. Repeatability. So, you know, so Tormek uh, are uh, helping me a little bit. So, uh, we've had a meeting with Clive. I had someone in the workshop this morning who had a two-hour session with me. So I was teaching him the basics of slow-speed water-cooled sharpening with jigs so i did that this morning for a guy that lives in the village uh what else have we done? uh we've been to rycroft hall oh yeah i was public speaking earlier on in the week sorry sorry last week there was a, a ladies group and they meet at a uh, a place called rycroft hall just on the outskirts of manchester so i was telling them that my story and they did ask me to speak at their group so i did that very cool. Yeah, uh, what else? Yeah, blah, blah. Um, I think that was, that's it. That's all we've done this week. Um, we've got a demo on Monday in Wigan. Oh, yeah, demonstrating next Monday uh, in Wigan. So there won't be a live um, next Monday. So um, Wayne Bigfoot Woodcraft is going to do a pre-recorded podcast with us, which will be nice. uh, going live. Uh, half past seven but it won't be a live uh, edition 
because we we has got to pay the bills, man. (laughs) (laughs) Duty calls. Yeah, that's right. So, So I just asked everybody what they've been doing this week. Um, So, uh, where are we? So, AH Bespoke says he's ordering his DNA test kit. Oh, right. Cool. Yeah, find out if you've got any Viking blood. Awesome. Um, he does. He does. He doesn't need a test for that. <laughs> Steve Twydell said he'd got to go granddaughter's birthday and he's been making prezzies. Okay, um, Steve. So anyway, I wanted to say, um, give a shout out to Steve. I did it before, but we'll do it again. Oh, did you do a shout out? Yeah, you were Steve? you were in cloud couple land laughing, so carry on. So, yeah, um, Steve and I have been messaging and Richard Morley as well. But this week um, I've been messaging Steve a lot just to ask him about this steam yard and their experiences. So, um, yeah, it's like we always say about the maker community. It's just so good to get help from people and just feedback. Um, Dave the Wood Barber says he's made another gear knob. You've done a gear knob, haven't you? I did make a gear knob a couple of years ago. Um, T plus G, they've been turning a pen and bowl for uh, G's mother's birthday. Um, awesome. Maple Tree Studios played poo sticks in the 100 acre wood, or at least the place that inspired Winnie the Pooh. Oh, wow. Whoa, that's awesome. Everyone got <laughs> poo sticks. Yeah. Although my version might differ from everybody else's. <laughs> Um, Leona says she's been making birthday presents for her niece. Went down very well. Um, yeah, Steve has a new GoFundMe. If you'd like to shout out that, the Creator Bus. Oh right, okay. Um, tell me more about that, Leona. I, I've not seen anything about that. Um, Dave G says he made a sick U bowl. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sick. <laughs> sick. Well, thick's cool, isn't it? It's, Not in my head. It's street <laughs> cool. Oh yeah, I know it's. I know it is street for cool. Yeah. Uh, we've just actually booked to go back to Croydon as well, so we'll be going back there in April uh, yeah. next year. Unlucky day. <laughs> I'm yeah. coming back. <laughs> yeah, you stuck with us. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Blue Light Turning says he's not touched the lathe in a week. He's been decorating the lounge, six kilograms of filler in the wall. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Commission young Mr. Berkey to come over and give your your lounge that renaissance touch. Hey, let's let's have a go. Uh, Yeah. Nobody got hurt the last time I was there that I know of. I, Jamie may, might have gotten a bit of a bang here or there, but. <laughs> um, I know Dave G as well. You tagged us in a post on Instagram. Um, I've not had a chance to comment on it yet, but he's unpacked his new ways and he's got it all set up. Cool. So um, that's where he's made the sick bowl. All right. <laughs> Sorry, it's just that mental image again. Uh, Leona Faye says Steve's trying to raise money to get a mobile workshop on the road to go to schools and teach kids woodworking skills. Cool. There you go. Um, so is he doing a kicks? What does he do? Go from me. Uh, go from me. Um, 
So yeah, we'll throw a couple of clams your way, Steve. Um, oh, he's gone. He's okay. gone, but we will. Yeah, uh, Dave McLernan Woodturn. He says getting products ready for another two-day fair. Um, Dave G says he's had his way since May, but finally he's got it set up. Uh, That's cool. Dave, Dave G, did you get my message about the t-shirts? You were asking about t-shirts, so I think I messaged you back and said you can buy them through our website. So yeah, I'm I, I don't know if you did get that message. Uh, I did my best and hit send, but who knows? It could be just drifting around the virtual ether, exploding sporadically by text, as often they do. Uh, I, uh, I I have a lot of fun lately with Siri. I tried to say uh, goodnight to my son the other night via text. So I tried to say, buenas noches. So Siri said, when it is not chess. <laughs> Which I thought was highly, highly, highly amusing. Yeah. So every time I see Charlie now, I'm going to say, when he's not chess. <laughs> we said we'd take him back to the vet. Oh, yeah, I'm going to say quiet. No, he's really good. He's uh, going to the vets on Thursday for mm -hmm. his annual booster. So, yeah, he's not really saved by injections. Uh, he just winces a little bit, but he's very good. Yeah, he just sort of like tightens up for a second, yeah. but he's never off colour, really. Friday, I'm a guest on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, a lady called Holly. Yeah. So that should be fun. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, I've just got my bandsaw back from Axman's Tools. Actually, we went in on Saturday and picked it up. So uh, it needed a bit of therapy. Uh, regarding its tracking uh, and uh, a couple of bearings replacing on it. So that was good. That's been drawn. Yeah, Debbie says she's been having a go at pyrography while at the caravan. Oh, that sounds cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Especially, you know, with yeah. the weather being uh, pretty uh, pretty useless at the minute here. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, um, I've been looking at your pictures that you've been putting up recently. I love that one of your dog's eye. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Um, <laughs> it'd be really cool to sort of do some sort of collaboration, you know, think of maybe um, something that you photograph at your end and I photograph the same thing here, or I don't know. It'd just be really cool to do something together on, with photographs and yeah that'd be good fun yeah i don't know exactly what but i'm just putting it out there yeah yeah i'm all about it <laughs> it was yeah. that's really just i think i said it before but that's just a meditation for me that's yeah i love it yeah 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 it is i mean i i do it for the same reason really you know, I think it'd be really cool, actually. Just it's just popped in my head. If Andy took a picture of something, uh, obviously in Illinois, and you did the the same topic, but it was so he he took something which was quintessentially American. Yeah. And you took the same thing. Yeah. But in its own way, it is quintessentially British. Yeah. So, so it, for example, and this is not. Any, 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 do not do this. But if uh, I took a photograph of a huge 35 litre Cadillac with fins hanging off the back, you know, classic Americana, you know, a car as big as the Titanic and got about two miles to the gallon, 
and if you went right well here's a Bentley but you know that yeah. could yeah. American, and it can be architecture you know natural history you know parks yeah. forests whatever but oh another no, thing I, like oh. I think that's a fantastic idea yeah and another thing you could do is I could try and find something that was um, quintessentially American in the UK. And <laughs> we could try and find something that was quintessentially British in America. Yeah, well, we you could photograph McDonald's. No. Right? And then Andy's got to try and find a fish and chip shop in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I've been looking for 35 years to try to find a, a proper fish and chip shop over here, and I haven't found one. Well, in the uh, on the way to Lincolnshire a couple of weeks ago, you saw a very authentic American diner. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you'd been in there years ago, so that'd be cool. That so there you go, it can be done. You could yeah. photograph a classic American diner here, and it was all you said. It's all the the polished stainless steel on yeah. the outside and neon signs, uh, and like I say, Andy could flip that on its head and find something you know. Yeah, British in in, in that would be quite, that, that would, would that would be good fun. That's harder to do. Though, yeah. That's yeah. harder to do. I think. Uh, I think the uh, yeah, well, that's a great idea, Chris Baldwin. So I yeah. like it. You know, it would it we could play it like a ping pong match. You know, yeah. it, it goes back and forth each way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Leave classic Americana, uh, and you do the same, but classic yeah. British. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you want. I shall communicate with you some more about yeah, it. Yeah. You've had a great night. You've got sort of like two of your, you know. Like two of my heroes. Two of your heroes. On. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy. And you've got your other one right beside you. Yeah, Bamba. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's always here, aren't you? Yeah, old faithful. Old yellow. <laughs> what happened to old yellow? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, old yellow got a bullet in his head. <laughs> right then. Well, I think are we done? Are we done? I think so. I think we've covered everything now. So yeah. what what are you doing tomorrow? Uh I'm back after it tomorrow. Just I I just realized while I was talking to you I did not do an Instagram uh, shop update this morning. So um yeah. I've gotta do I, I, that's the first one I've missed in a month or better. What a shiver. <laughs> oh, what was that? Why, why did oh, that? <laughs> a disturbance in the force. Yeah, yeah, Nicola's not gone. Oh, he's got another one up. <laughs> so, yeah, figure out, Andy, and get that bloody news story out because I, I need to be told what's going on. Thank you. Okay, much. I'll do it. I'm on it. I apologize heartily for uh, my, uh, my yeah. memory this morning. No, it's all right. It's all right. Well, uh, yeah, I think we're pretty much done. What time is it over there? Are you are you an hour behind, Jimmy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, just coming uh, up on three o'clock in the afternoon, so I'll hop back out in the shop for another, uh, I don't know, two or three hours probably. And yeah. um, call it, like I say, I've got to meter myself, this back thing, until I get it sorted. Um, I'm trying to do different things physically now uh throughout the day so if i can do something that requires lifting and moving heavier stuff and then and then go back to the bench that's what i'm trying to do so yeah 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 it makes sense to do that it definitely does 
um, Larry's book, um, do the Route 66 Museum. Yeah, there's one about a half mile from my house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. That can be your first photo, and Nicola's got to try and match that uh, Great Britain style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what Larry's saying. Yeah, he's been to the one in uh, that's about uh, 20 minutes from me in McLean, Illinois. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. That's a that's a, that's actually Chris uh, quite the uh, where he's talking about is a massive truck stop where um, you know the truckers can go get fuel. Uh, there's showers there for them. They yeah. can park and sleep, uh, eat you know diner food. Uh, it's it's massive. It's probably 15 acres. Uh, it's it's massive and they have a big uh, Route 66 museum inside the truck stop. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, wow. Our, our equivalent is uh, the motorway services, which, <laughs> which are about six square foot. <laughs> they don't have a museum. They don't have a museum. Most of the other stuff, places to eat and oh. shower and sleep. And, but, but you can get good chocolate there. We can't get good chocolate in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True enough. Right then. Well, right. we always have this chance to talk to you. Thank you. Oh, always fun, guys. Thanks for having me, letting me crash your your uh, peaceful uh, event that you had going on, and um, you know. No, it's been a giggle. It's a pleasure. No, it was a lot of fun just having you uh, crash like that. It was a lot of fun, and you know you're welcome anytime. And that goes for everyone else as well. If you. This might have started a new trend. Yeah, you know, it's not like a a, a, a podcast. Who, who wants to gate crash? Yeah, a podcast, and then when the, the guest has left, we can have a gate crasher. We might have <laughs> that actually is kind of cool idea. Yeah, is, yeah, is, yeah. We can talk about bacon. Mm, let's talk about bacon. <laughs> Danish bacon from very crispy. <laughs> Right then, well, let's say goodbye to these lovely folks. Good night, Andy. We love you lots. And uh, Nicola will be in touch, obviously, regarding your uh, project. Yeah, and Colin. I love it. Love you, dudes. Take care of yourselves. Be good to each other. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Right, so we'll say goodbye to everybody else. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this. Yeah, it's Mad Monday. This very, very, very interesting, eclectic, awesome uh monday evening and to everyone that's uh tuned in and been commenting and listening thank you all very much you know we couldn't do it without you so yeah and we love you all guys uh yeah uh, incredible evening and thank you all yeah. very much for your continued yeah, support we, could, we couldn't do this without you it wouldn't be the same yeah, would it just us no. to start here chatting no, and to ourselves do, we do do it uh to get all of our friends involved as much as they can so that yeah absolutely flipping amazing what time is it just listen to my phone two so, minutes tonight two minutes tonight that's yeah what a great night thank you all so very much for hanging with us again yeah uh so like nicola said pre-recorded for next week yeah so there's no live next week but there will be something scheduled to uh go up at half past seven on monday but we will be at a demo yeah, and we will be back the week after. Um, I think the week after is um, 
Mr. Kirchner, Joe. Oh yes, we're we're, we're having a house guest, uh, Joe Makes, Joe Kirchner. So, so yes, is a uh, a fellow countryman of Jimmy's and Andy, but lives and resides here now in the UK. He's come to spend a few days with us. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have lots of fun, hang out, uh, maybe do a video and hang in the workshop. Uh, so yeah, uh, Joe Kirchmer. Yeah, that's that's yeah. In a couple of weeks, he's coming to hang. So he will be a podcast. Uh, we'll we'll get him earning his keep while he's here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he can be interviewed. So yeah, with that being said, I'm out of here. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Keep on turning. Catch you all soon. Bye. Bye.